Grab your passport and pack a bag because it's time to travel the world with Tennis Podcast. Hello, I'm Nick Amell, host of the show, and every week on Tennis Podcast, I welcome on a different sidekick host, either one of our few regulars or an occasional special guest. One of us brings a top 10 list along with fun facts and trivia, and the other does not know the list ahead of time. Together with you, sweet listener, we try to guess the items on the list in real time. My guest sidekick host today is the returning glob... Glob... Globe trotter herself, Anna Keller. Anna, how are you? It's me, the globe trotter. Hello, <laughs> hi, I'm doing good. I'd rather trot some glob than some globe, personally, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds easier or harder to trot. Hmm. I don't think we're going to find out. <laughs> glob sounds sticky. It seems like it'd be hard. <laughs> the globe is way harder than, like, think how big the globe is. To trot the whole globe? It's a stickiness versus distance issue. Is yeah, the thing. you're right. It's not apples to apples. You're right. It's apples to oranges. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's apples to oranges. <laughs> Anna, it's so good to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here. Can you remind the folks at Thank home? Thank you so and much like, for asking me. Yeah. Can you remind the folks at home in like 20 seconds or so who you are and why you're here and any of that? Why you've asked me to do this today? Yes. Hello. No, no, no. Uh, you begged I'm... me. You begged me. I did come crawling. That is true. Okay. Yeah. I'll own it. Nick, please, please let me be on tennis again. I'll have to get back to you. I'll have to get back to you. (laughs) So I am the host of a, uh, we are currently on a break. We're on a break, but uh, Freudian Sips Pod is the podcast that I host with my dear mother, Bonnie. So we haven't been doing it recently, but we have a big old backlog and um, lots of good content anyway. Yes, Freudian Sips, links in the show notes, everyone. Anna has been a regular on this show. She was most recently on episode 20, God, 20 something. And we talked about uh, mental illness, <laughs> mental, uh, <laughs> uh, the top 10 most common As we've done a couple times, yes. yes. I feel like we've done, we frequently end up talking about mental illnesses. I wonder why. I have no doubt that although today's topic has nothing to do with mental illness, I have no doubt we will find a way to bring it back to mental illness through our discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anna, I dropped some pretty heavy hints there at the intro on the arena we're going to be in today. Yeah, I'm excited to see where we're traveling today. Before I reveal that, can you tell me, are you a well-traveled person? Do you like to travel? Do you like to take vacations? Those are two different questions. (laughs) I do think I'm pretty well-traveled and travel stresses me out insanely, so I don't do it often, but I have done it in the past. I was very blessed to be able to go to like Europe when I was in college. I got to go to a couple of countries in Europe and this summer, actually, I went to Ireland. So I'm like fresh off an international trip, actually, or catching me at a good time. That's huge. I have not even been to Europe yet, although I'm planning it. <gasps> but I asked you that because today you are going to guess the top 10 most visited cities by tourists in the world. In the whole world. Okay. The most visited cities for tourists. And it's actually specifically international tourists. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let me read you this thing. It's, uh, this is a list of the top 10 cities ranked by the number of international visitors on average per year, including all international arrivals by land, sea, air, and people coming for vacation or business purposes. The data is compiled by Euromonitor. They count a visitor as any person visiting a city in another country for at least 24 hours, but not more than 12 months, and they have to stay in paid or unpaid collective or private accommodation, blah, blah, blah. It's so just it's someone like that's... visitors who, they're not living there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not living there. Correct. Yeah. Also incorporated is data from MasterCards, Global Destination City Index, and this data is as of 2023. Um, I think that's it. So my sources are atlas.com, and that's atlys.com, travelness.com, wagecenter.com, and Wikipedia. Anna, where are you coming to us from in the world? I am in good old America. I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Illinois. So I may be well-traveled, but I'm bad at like geography and stuff and just like knowing like city names and stuff. So that might hamper me a bit. Might hamper you. You might have some like dirty clothes flying your way. I get it. But also, I think it's good that you don't know geography because that gives me the opportunity to make fun of you and ridicule you throughout this episode. That is why you keep asking me back is so I can be ridiculed, I think. Yeah. I'm okay with it. That's kind of, you know, I tell everyone this is a show about top 10 lists, but really it's just a show 
about me making fun of whoever's <laughs> can, on the other side can, of the mic. Who can so. Nick make fun of this week? Who can Nick con into coming on his show so he can make fun of them? Yeah. That name's just too long. I couldn't go with yeah. that name. Who should Nick con into coming on the show this week? Had to come Shorten up with something. Shortened it to tennis. tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So according to the World Tourism Organization, international travel tourism has recovered significantly since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Some regions seeing more progress than others. So no surprise, but travel went way down during the pandemic. They say that it dropped up to 95% worldwide in terms of international travel. And that's obvious probably, but you got to think a lot of economies around the world are really dependent on tourism. Think about Hawaii, you know, places like that. Took a big hit. But according to uh, projections to 2023, international tourist travel is up to 80% of pre-pandemic levels. So they're still in a recovery mode, 80% to pre-pandemic levels. So we're getting there. That still sounds low. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you just saying like, yeah, the, the tourism industry, industry that it is, like, that's a huge hit. It is. Okay, so you're bad at geography, and that's okay. There are several in this top 10 that, I mean, I'm wondering I how many are in it, America. It's the truth. Yeah. One. One? One city in America. The rest are international. Oh, so, that's America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, some of these, even though they're not in America, you'll guess them. All right, Anna, give me a guess. Or, you know what? Better yet, tell me a guess for what you think is a pretty sure bet to not be in the top 10. Not be in the top 10. Rockford, Illinois. Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I was going to say, like <laughs> some rinky-dink Illinois town. Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Is there really a town called Mexico in Missouri? There is a Mexico, Missouri. Wow. There's a Springfield almost every is. state. Those probably don't get a lot yeah, of international right. travel. It's funny. So there's some states like Wisconsin's one where the city names are like so, I'll say, creative. Oklahoma has a lot, too. It's because there's a lot of like Native American names that aren't like, Mm. they don't roll off the tongue for us Americans. But then you have places like Mexico, Missouri, and Paris, Texas, you know? Paris, Texas, yes. It's just weird. Yeah. Okay. Dallas is not on the list. There is no Texas on this list. No Texas. Got it. Do you think Truth or Consequences New Mexico is in the top 10? I want it to be in the top 10 of places I want to go. There's a place called Truth and Mm -hmm. Consequences that's a city name? Truth or consequences, and it's in New Mexico. Yes. Gosh. Okay. I might have to. I might have to go. Okay. Give me a real guess now. Top ten. You know, there's one American city. Everything else is yeah. international. I think that's the one I'm going to go with first. Is it New York? It's New York City. Has to be New York. New York. <clears throat> New York. Bum bum bana something dreams are made of. Okay, New York is number eight. On the top 10. All right. It is the eighth most visited city in the world based on international travelers. 12.7 million international travelers per year on average. 20.1 million population. So they have over half of their total population in visitors Flowing from in other and countries. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not including American tourists, too, who are also there all the time. So there's oh, yeah, this so is many just people international. there all the Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So for each of these cities, I'm going to tell you some of the top attractions there. We got, uh, have you been to New York, Anna? I have not. Uh, have what? New York? I don't think so. I don't think I have. It's I a little too remember. bustling for me. It's stressful. Ah, too bustling. Well, I'm going to tell you all about it. You don't even have to go by the time I'm done because you'll feel like you've <laughs> I'm been gonna, there. I'm going to feel like I went. I'm going to feel like I'm there. That's right. So you got the Empire State Building. You've heard of the Empire State Building, right? Yeah. Big, tall building. Once or King twice. King Kong climbed it. Mm-hmm. I was actually <laughs> fame. Yeah, I was actually there at the top of the Empire State Building this summer. When King Kong climbed it, did you see him? I was King Kong. <gasps> That's how you got to the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we got the Statue of Liberty. We got Times Square, which, by the way, Tennis Pod regulars might remember from way years ago, we did an episode on the most visited tourist attractions in America. Times Square is number one. Can you believe wow, that? Times Square. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. More than the Statue of Liberty, more than the Golden State Bridge, more than, I don't know, the White House. Any, pick your tourist attraction. Times Square has more than them. 
I guess Times Square, there's a lot on it, though. It's a bigger place. It's not just one thing. Isn't it just like, it's a whole, whole mess of things. It's just like a neighborhood. It's like a, you know. Yeah, it's a, a play. It's a, it's, a, it's a neighborhood. That's a good way to describe it. It's just like yeah. a It's locality. just like a few blocks of, like, if your idea of a vacation is being advertised to on giant yeah, screens. Lots of, lots of then, flashing billboards, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that might be the place for you. Look, I think Times Square, it's the type of thing you only need to do once, right? You don't need to return to it over and over. It's the type of thing I need to do zero times. Yeah. But sure. Well, you're a bump on a log. I know. Okay, so fun facts about New York. New York City is the most densely populated major city in the United States. It's twice as populous as the number two city, Los Angeles. The city and its metropolitan area are the premier gateway for legal immigration to the United States. And this next one blows my mind. As many as 800 languages are spoken in New York. Motherfucker, I didn't even know there were 800 languages in the history of the world. (laughs) That's so many languages. Current languages? 800? Yes. If you had said, Nick, your family's lives are on the line. If you don't get this right, we're going to push them off this cliff. How many languages are active in the world right now? I would have been like, I don't know, 150? No, 800, Anna. I was going to say 100 or 200, maybe. That's a lot. And that's only in New York, huh? Yeah. That's wild. Is that, I mean, that's just like dialects and stuff? I mean, I have to think some of those languages have like a global speaker range of like seven to eight people, right? Some of those languages yeah. are like a family that talks to each other in a weird way. Like, there's no <laughs> way that those, there's 800 languages. Those two creepy twins that have their own language, they're counting yeah. that. That's one. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> language is a beautiful thing in some ways, by the way. We have done a top 10 most spoken languages episode in the archives. But And you're just scratching the surface if there's 800. Yeah, we've done 10. We got 700 more to go. That's at least <laughs> yeah. 70 that's, more episodes. You can do full content on just that. Oh, God, kill me. what i was gonna say is language is a beautiful thing some people love to learn languages and all that but man how much easier would the world be if we all just spoke the same fucking language i'm not even saying it has to be english just if it's the same language and we all speak it so many problems are solved take it up with the tower of babel man i don't know this is not a problem we can solve right now you're right you're right Uh, (laughs) to say the least anna uh (laughs) no we're not gonna solve this right now And just to be clear, that was not my intent. My goal in this conversation was not, Anna, you and I are going to solve this problem <laughs> right now. This is a crackdown. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> this whole clear language mo- thing? Yeah. Mm-mm, clear done. your night. Take the day off from work tomorrow. <laughs> we need to work on this. We'll have it done by tomorrow, Sprite though, already. probably. Yeah, yeah. Close the business. All right. Well, New York is the most linguistically diverse city in the world, and it enforces a right to shelter law guaranteeing shelter to anyone who needs shelter, regardless of their immigration status. And the city is home to more than 3.2 million residents born outside the U.S., which is the largest foreign born population of any city in the world. So said another way, there are more non-U.S. Well, I guess the way I said it the first way is the best way. There's more foreign people living in New York than any other city has foreign people. Oh, and yeah, sure. You see what the I mean? The true melting yeah. pot. Yeah. It's not surprising once you really think about it, but something. Of all the cities in the world, think about Europe. Like how many different languages are present in Europe? But no, New York has more foreign population than any other city. Yeah, so. that is wild. I mean, and I wonder how, is that just because they're, not just because, but is that partially because it is such a huge like tourist destination because there is so much like flow there where people just kind of end up there and they stay? Yeah. Well, I think it also is their um, openness to immigration. It's just, yeah, more of a In idea. Uh, yeah. New York, it's, they embrace the diversity. So it's- We uh, could all learn a thing or two from New York. Yeah. Less languages. We need fewer languages. <laughs> You have to know a lot of languages to learn anything from New York, but you can learn something from it. So that's New York, the eighth most visited international city in the world. That's it for America. Now, if you're curious, though, I have the top 100. The second most visited U.S. city is all the way at number 28. What would you guess that city is? Uh, I was going to say like Los Angeles. You mentioned Los Angeles or maybe Chicago. Los Angeles is number 35. Miami is number 28 interesting yeah i was mm-hmm. thinking somewhere in florida because of with you know in orlando is 44 stuff yeah mm, yeah and then we have san francisco at 73 and honolulu at 82 that's it for the u.s in the top 100 dang yeah poor showing america sure 
Listen, 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 listen. It's Dr. Buster here, and I'm here to rate your tennis podcast listenership zero stars out of five. Now, don't get offended. Don't be affronted. I can tell you why. It's because your lazy ass has yet to rate and review tennis podcasts on your favorite podcast app. Shame on you and shame again. Don't worry, though. It's not too late, and it never is. There is still hope for you yet. Your soul can be redeemed. You can go today, right now, this very second, and rate and review us. It takes just a few moments of your time, and it's a huge help to the show. Not only does it provide Nick with useful feedback to clean up his act, which we know will take forever, but it also helps new listeners discover Tinnish Podcasts. You can rate and review Tinnish Pod on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Good Pods, or Spotify. If you're listening to my voice now on one of those platforms, just take two seconds and go to the main Tennis Podcast page and near the top, there will be a spot to rate us five stars and to write a quick review. We do appreciate your support and I look forward to re-rating you at five out of five stars in the near future. There's one country that has, I think, three or four cities in the top 10. Mm. Countries are only represented once on the list, otherwise. I think I'm going to go with London, England. That was a safe guess. You're playing it safe, I see. I am certainly doing Where do you that. think London ranks? Four? You're close. It's three. Okay. Number three, London. There are 19 million plus international visitors on average per year to London, which is even more than its 14.8 million metropolitan population. So there are more international visitors per year than there are permanent residents of London, England. Wow. Have you been to London, Anna? I have, yes. You have, okay. See, you haven't been to New York, but you have been to London, and it's the opposite. I have been to London. That was one of the places that I went when I was in college. Okay. You don't need to fucking brag about it. Learn to take a step back and be a little yes, more humble. Yes, I do, Thank you. actually, and I'm going to. So I'm going to tell you some of the top attractions in London, and you can tell me if I'm missing any major ones. So I got Big Ben. I got the London Eye, Buckingham Palace. We have uh, Web Westminster Abbey. And if you're looking for a more cultural experience, make sure to visit the Royal Opera House. Have you been to any of those? I drove by Big Ben. We went on like a bus tour. I saw it. With my eyeballs. Wow. Mm. Whoa. Anna. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm blown away. I know. I know. <laughs> it's almost, it's strange to be in my presence now that you know that. Yeah, I know. I will send money to your house if you return an envelope <laughs> with an autographed picture of Big Ben saying, <laughs> Big Ben. I there. Do I, wait, do I sign <laughs> it in my name or Big Ben's name? <laughs> both. That's going to cost you both. extra if it's yeah, both. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm willing to pay it. <laughs> London has been a major settlement for two millennia. The city of London, its ancient core and financial center, was founded by the Romans as Londinium and retains its medieval boundaries. So the boundaries that the Romans made thousands of years ago, still the boundaries are still in used in the city Dang. today. Is how, okay. That's how I interpret that, yeah. London is the most visited city in Europe and has the busiest city airport in the world. And it also has the oldest rapid transit system in the world, the London Underground. Oh, yeah. Anna, I'm sure you know this already, that the city is one of the four fashion capitals of the world. And according to official statistics, it is the world's third busiest film production center. It presents more live comedy than any other city. And it has the biggest theater audience of any city in the world, more than even New York. Wow. And New York is like specifically known for that. Like Broadway's a whole thing. London has more. So eat that, New York. <laughs> London has more. London's higher on this list, and it has more people going to theater. Uh, yeah, but how many languages does it have? Probably not 800. Mm. Well, because 800 is fucking unreasonable. They probably have something <laughs> too many. Like, that's because it's too many it's too <laughs> And that's just in New York City. All right, I could go on about the languages. I'm going to make myself stop. Not because I don't... Away. I'm not still upset about it. I'm, not, okay. I'm still upset about it. I'm just going to choose to move on. We're just going to be happy. For the sake We're just of the choose to be happy, compartmentalize. No, no, no. Yeah. I never said I was going to be happy. I never made That's any promises so about much. being You're happy. Right. You're right. In fact, I, I will not, I, I doubt I'll be happy on this episode, just so you know. Okay. I've never been happy, and I will not start on this episode, I'm quite confident. 
but I am confident that I will put the language soapbox to the side for the next <laughs> however many minutes. Okay. We'll see if you can manage that. London, you think of London and you've been there, so you know, but it's this uh, heavily urban city, you know, buildings, skyscrapers everywhere. But it's actually the greenest city in Europe, according to a 2013 report. They have 35,000 acres of public parks, woodlands, and garden, which I would not have predicted. Wow. No, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's a city. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a city. Yeah. So is that like in the city or like around the city? Like London is just like, it kind of goes into countryside, but it's like parks. All I have is that London is the greenest city in Europe with 35,000 huh. acres of public parks, cool. woodlands, and garden. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's London, England at number three. You have New York at number eight. What do you have left? There's, uh, I think there's one more European city. Is the one more European city Paris, France? Well, what else could it be, Anna? Of <laughs> course it's Paris, France. Now, what number is it? Number's Paris. Six? You did say Paris, France, right. Not Paris, Texas. No, Paris, Paris Texas is one. Yes. Right. Spoiler. <laughs> Paris, France is number seven on the top ten. Oh, okay. It's number seven, 14.4 million visitors internationally every year on average, with 13 million population in the metropolitan area. Have you been to Paris? Yes, I have. Okay. I went to the Louvre. That was really cool. Uh, Making me feel like shit. Uh, Well. It's on my bucket list. Worth it to be on the bucket list. So you got the Louvre. You have the Arc de Triomphe, Notre Dame, the Eiffel Tower, some other shit too, probably. Who cares about the other stuff? It's all about the Eiffel Tower. That's all anyone cares about. It's funny, my kids who have, they're uh, nine and six, they've never been to France, but every frame of reference is the Eiffel Tower. So when I took them to New York this summer, every building is, is that one taller than the Eiffel Tower? Is the Empire State Building taller than the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> That's their like baseline. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you've never even fucking seen the Eiffel Tower, little shit. Like you wouldn't uh, know. You wouldn't know if it's taller. You wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> Anna, I guarantee you, if they walked up to the Eiffel Tower, if someone didn't tell them that's the Eiffel Tower, they wouldn't even know. Oh my God. So I don't know how this, I don't know where this benchmark came from in their lives, but it, it has. It's there. It's a cultural icon, right? Like, it's one of those, like, we feel like we know it, even if we haven't ever seen it. And especially because you're now yeah. six and yeah. nine. <laughs> six and nine. Too dumb to know any better. Am I right? I didn't want to say it. I feel like that's rude to say that about people's kids, but kids are dumb. Don't tell your kids I said that, but they are. Okay. Anna Keller, uh, practicing counselor out of Illinois, United States, calling all children dumb. Got that. Can I quote you on that? Can I buy some billboards in your local area? It's because of the frontal lobe. Do you want me to? I will will die on this hill. (laughs) You know, you could stop. You don't have to stop at kids. People are stupid. We're dumb. Yeah. I can't imagine I'm smarter than a nine-year-old. No. Well, <laughs> you did go to all that school, I guess. That means nothing. Yeah. We'll let the listeners decide. But we know my kids are dumb, and you, listener, your kids are dumb. But what's not dumb are my hashtag Nick's notes about Paris, France. And I'm going to tell you one now that by the end of the Western Roman Empire, the town was known as Parisius which I actually like better. It's a Latin name that would later become Paris in French. It reminds me of <laughs> Perseus, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, so- it sounds older, mm-hmm. but it's like we- they were just too lazy to say that extra, like, couple syllables, just like, uh, oh, just, just there, shorten it. Shorten it to Paris, it's cleaner. There's a note on a different city later that that was exactly that. They hated saying the full name of the town so much that they just shortened it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened here, too. Now, I found a random story about Christianity in Paris. Christianity was introduced in the middle of the 3rd century AD by St. Denis. Isn't Denis like a weird, old-timey Christian name? That's a strange saint name, yes. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like a middle-aged, balding accountant in, like, (laughs) Paris, Texas. Denis is just some dude. You tell me he got sainted? (laughs) (laughs) well this asshole dennis who's a listener of the show by the way he was the first bishop of paris and according to legend when he refused to renounce his faith before the roman occupiers he was beheaded on the hill which became known later as montmater it's the name of the hill and from there he walked headless to the north of the city i'm no it did not go into detail i'm guessing that means like he walked a few steps before collapsing 
You know? Yes. Come no, on. I just took a stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of his like saint miracles? You need like a certain number of miracles to be a saint. His miracle was he walked like five blocks. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Well, if that happened, maybe I would become religious because that shit ain't that. that did not I'm happen. a convert. <laughs> yeah. Th- show me the miracle like that. And you got me like no <laughs> argument anymore. So this asshole walks that list for a few steps and then where he finally collapsed, that's where he was buried. And that's an important religious shrine. And many French <laughs> kings are buried there. Wow. When I die, I want people to just bury me where I drop. I think that's a good practice. Do you also want to be beheaded so you can walk like maybe a step or two before collapsing? (laughs) I want to be beheaded just so I see how far I can get before I drop. But you wouldn't see. You'd be beheaded. I would see. My head would be right there. I assume they wouldn't take it away (sighs) that fast. Hmm. I wonder how long... Like, does your... (laughs) If you're beheaded... Stupid question time. If you're beheaded... Does your brain stay active long enough for your eyes to register for like even half a second? Or is it like instant that you die? There's definitely been like people who have done that who have recorded like, oh, they kept blinking or whatever this many seconds after they were beheaded. But there's got to be like some residual like blood flow to the brain, I assume, for at least a second or two. I like the idea of uh, obviously in those observations you cited were like, oh, they kept blinking for a few seconds. We all assume that happened after someone was violently beheaded unnecessarily, but I like the idea better if these scientists are bringing in innocent people for like a lab experiment and they're like, this will be quick. You guys will be out of here in no time with your hundred bucks. And they actually just behead them right there just to see how long they keep waiting. It is for science. So please lay down under this guillotine. It is for science. Okay. Well, they said I'll get a hundred bucks. So sure. Yeah. Weirder things have happened in science for people just getting paid for their time. So no shit. And for more on that, listen to the episode Anna and me did on the. Oh yeah, we did one of those too. Weird experiment ones. Yeah. Weird experiments. Yeah. Okay. So since the 17th century, Paris has been one of the world's major centers for finance, diplomacy, commerce, culture, fashion, and many other areas. Paris is especially known for its museums and architectural landmarks. The Louvre received 7.8 million visitors in 2022, keeping its position as the most visited art museum in the world. There are more visitors to the Louvre in 2022 alone than there is population in any U.S. city besides New York. (laughs) So. Wow. What else you got? That's it for Paris. Okay. That's it for Europe. And that's it for Europe? Okay. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) You got a lot of Asia. A lot of Asia. Okay. Take off your America goggles for a second, Anna. No. Beijing? Beijing's a great guess, but it is not in the top 10. Okay. Oh, it's anything in Tokyo. Kyoto? Is that in Tokyo? I remember it because they're very similar words. Is there anything in Tokyo? Is that what you just said? Because Tokyo is a city. No. <laughs> Tokyo is a city? To- Kyoto. Tokyo See, is a city See, this is what I'm talking Japan. about. Japan, that's right. Okay, my guess is oh, Tokyo. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, this is going to be rough. Tokyo. Anna, also known as the largest city in the world in Japan, is actually not in the top 10. It's number 17. Really? Dang. Yeah. And there are no Japanese cities in the top 10. Like I could have given you any other Japanese city name. That wasn't going to happen. No. This is going to be a problem. I might need a hint. <laughs> okay. Let me, you, st- let me <laughs> steer you. Okay. Do you want to be steered? I'm going to steer you. I do. I do very much, yes. Have you heard that joke? Maybe this is a boy joke, but have you heard that joke uh, in elementary school where someone walks up to you? Yeah, you probably wouldn't have heard this. Anyway, someone walked up to me and said, hey, what's the capital of this country? Well, I'll just tell you. What's the capital of Thailand? Oh. And you say, I don't know. And then he whacks you in the balls and he says, Bangkok, (laughs) which I just gave it to you. Bangkok, number two. Bangkok, (laughs) okay. Two. Okay. Yeah. Wow, really? Bangkok is number, number two? two? Okay. Yeah. You can act surprised as if you knew of any other I cities? I am going to act surprised. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that it's number two when the ones that I knew weren't. <laughs> like I said, we got to take off these Western world goggles we're all blinded with. Me included. Two. Me included. Bangkok is number two with 21 million visitors. For context, New York City had 12 million. At number eight. So this is number two with 21 million, 14.6 million population in the metropolitan. Some top attractions here are the Grand Palace, 
uh, Wat Arun, a beautiful temple. The Temple of the Golden Buddha. Wat Sathat, a must-visit temple. And Damnon Sadok, floating market where you can shop by boat, Anna. Ooh, that sounds cool. Okay, so you're warming up to this being number two. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm in. Let's go to Bangkok. Let's go. Let me tell you more. Okay. The Asian investment boom in the 1980s and 1990s led many multinational corporations to relocate their regional headquarters to Bangkok. So it's now a regional force in finance, business, and pop culture. Bangkok's rapid city growth coupled with little urban planning has resulted in a haphazard cityscape and inadequate infrastructure despite an extensive expressway network, an inadequate road network, and substantial private car usage have led to chronic and crippling traffic congestion, which caused severe air pollution in the 90s, and the city has since turned to public transport in an attempt to solve the problem, operating eight urban rail lines and building other public transit, but congestion still remains a prevalent issue. It's known as one of the most traffic-congested cities in the world. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed that they, like, tried to address the issue. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, let's try to get some more public transit up in here. But it brings light to this issue that's like some of these cities, they boom like, you know, relatively overnight and they're not prepared for it. And so now you have millions of people living on top of each other and not enough roadway for the amount of cars there. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I mentioned earlier, I think it was with Paris, where I said that they had a name so long, they just started cutting it. They just started trimming it up. That's this? This is, this is crazy. Okay, so today the city is known in Thai. So this is in Thai language. They call it Krong Thep Maha Nakon, or simply Krong Thep for short, which is a ceremonial name which came into use during the reign of King Mongkut. The full name. This is the full name of the city up until I don't know when, but this at one time was the full name. I'm going to try to read it. This is in Thai, which if you didn't know, listeners, is not my native tongue. So I'm going to butcher this very badly, and I mean no offense. You're going to do great. Here it goes. This is really long, so settle in. Okay. I'm like halfway done. Udom Rachon Amanipi Monasa this is brutal, I'm sorry. Watan Dasit Sakai I'm just gonna stop. I'm sorry. The name That's a whole paragraph. That a city name that's yeah. a paragraph. It's a chapter in a chapter book. It's hundred and sixty eight characters long. It holds the Guinness oh World Records God. for the longest name of a place. Wow. So Anna, I mean, is that in any official capacity, is that still the name, or has it just been shortened? I'm not 100%, but I think that it's no longer the official name. It was at one time. Now the city, oh yeah, in fact, it says here, the city is now officially known in Thai by the shortened name I read earlier, which is oh, Krongthep Maha Nakan, which is colloquially further shortened to Krongthep, which means city of gods. So that big long thing I read earlier, it translates to uh, city of angels, great city of immortals, magnificent city of the nine gems, seat of the king, city of royal palaces, home of gods incarnate, erected by Vishkwaramakan at Indra's behest. It's a pretty badass city name. Like, I will give them that. It's kind of got the uh, Khaleesi treatment from Game of Thrones where you just keep adding oh, yeah. on titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is small dick energy big time for a city. Like, they have... <laughs> You know, they got to just make sure say everyone why knows. Why it's such a good city in the yeah. name. <laughs> that just city of angels, great city of immortals, magnificent city of the nine gems, seat of the king, city of. So where are you from, Anna? You from this part of the world? You from? Uh... Yeah, I, I'm from the city of angels, the, the gem of the whatever. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> <laughs> they're this like oh much. god because you know as soon as i mean people know that name right so as soon as people start saying it they're like oh god i'm gonna be here for a while uh-oh they like go and do some household chores and come back and you're <laughs> still like, finishing up the oh, name. okay they set down the phone they like answer their yeah. mail they you're still talking <laughs> so that's thailand can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to visit there it's the second <laughs> most visited international city in the world okay so i can tell it's clear you're going to struggle Oh, I actually do have list. one more. I don't think okay, it's going to okay. be on the list, but Madrid? Oh, great guess. And that is uh, in Europe, though. And oh, dang, if you were listening right. carefully earlier, 
I wasn't. I did say there's no more Europe. Okay. Two of these cities are in China. China. Uh, and it's not Beijing. Uh, What's the other big Beijing. city in China? Where's Jackie Chan from? I don't know that. <laughs> Anna Keller. I'm really bad at this, man. Who climbed the Empire State Building? Remember I told you that? Mm-hmm. Who was that? King Kong. It's King Kong. King Kong. And what is a city that sounds like King Kong? Oh, Hong Kong? Hong Kong. Anna <laughs> Keller. Hong Kong is... I knew that one. Yeah. It's actually number one. Well, I don't know why I gave it to you now, Ooh. but it's number one. Hong Kong. Just under 27 million international visitors per year. Wow. And get this. Estimates show that they expect this to grow to 43 million by 2025. That's almost doubling by 2025 oh in international visitors. And it's crazy because there's only 7 million, uh, quote unquote, only 7 million residents that live there permanently, but it's only in 1,100 square kilometer or 426 square mile territory. It's the most densely populated territory in the world. Wow. People are literally living on top of each other. I saw this thing on a TikTok the other day. I forget what they call them, but they're like closet apartments or something. Oh, like coffin go... apartments. I just saw that too. Yeah. Okay. You probably, yeah. So it's probably going viral on TikTok. It's basically, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's like your apartment is a bed and that's it. Like there's enough space it's, yeah, it's, for yeah, a bed. Yeah, it's a room where you can like fit a bed and like maybe a foot at the, bo- at the bottom of the bed, but that's the whole room, the whole apartment. Yeah. And so like your kitchen and your bathroom is like a communal shared spaces in the building. But like as for your apartment, your private area, you got a bed. Well, it's like those pods. I think those are like maybe in America, maybe they're not becoming like popular or something. But like those pod kind of apartments where everything besides your actual room is just communal. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is, which probably going to become more popular in America, too, considering like the, the housing I don't know if we call it a crisis or what, but like how no one can afford to live anywhere I anymore. I would certainly call it a crisis. Yes, I know a lot of people who would call yeah. it a crisis. Yeah. Whiners, am I right? Mm. No, it Pull is a crisis. Pull your bootstraps. That's what I say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Preaching it. Just goddamn. Pull yourselves up from your bootstraps, people. We are totally kidding. So Hong Kong is the number one tourist city in the world. Top attractions there are the Victoria Peak which offers stunning views of the city skyline, the Big Buddha and Po Lin Monastery, Hong Kong Disneyland, which is Disneyland in Hong Kong, <laughs> and the Avenue of Stars, <laughs> featuring statues and handprints of famous Hong Kong actors, including listener of the show, Jackie Chan. Oh, that's cool. They're on a little walk of fame. Have you been to Asia at all? Because I have no, not. No, I have not. Mm-mm. Yeah. I hope to go someday. Let me tell you some more about Hong Kong. It was originally a sparsely populated area of farming and fishing villages. The territory is now one of the world's most significant financial centers and commercial ports. Hong Kong is the world's fourth-ranked global financial center, the ninth-largest exporter in the world, and the eighth-largest importer. Wow. You'll be happy to know it's also home to the second-highest number of billionaires of any city in the world. So that'll be the second place that we need to burn down when the revolution <laughs> happens. Good, good. <laughs> yes. You didn't hear it here, though. You didn't hear it here. <laughs> no organizing. Don't worry. It also has the uh, highest concentration of ultra-high net worth individuals, whatever that means. I don't know. Is that not just billionaires? Is that a separate, is that a separate demographic? <laughs> Anna, I can't know everything. I know a lot, but I can't okay. know everything. I don't know. The limitations of Nick's notes, I guess. Sure. Hashtag Nick's notes, I think you meant. But basically, the bottom line is rich people love Hong Kong and poor people <laughs> more and more can't afford to live in anything but a coffin apartment. Gross. Makes it sound like I really want to visit there. Well, maybe this will change your mind because Hong Kong has the largest number of skyscrapers of any city, more than even New York. It has 482 towers taller than 150 meters or 490 feet. Mm. Yeah. That, that's change not, your mind? That's not, no, that is the reason I don't want to go to New York. <laughs> that is the reason I have panic when I go to even Chicago. So, so no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe this will change your mind, you fucking sourpuss. Hong Kong is a highly developed territory and has a human development index of 0.95, which ranks it fourth in the world. So it has the fourth highest quality of life of any city in the world. And it has the second highest life expectancy in the world. 
that's interesting. So now what do you have to say? Well, I still gonna be a hater. I I'm gonna be a confuser because hmm. what is the what what about the coffin apartments? What is what does that do for your life expectancy? Well, they probably what does when that they... do for the human development index? Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good question. But see, that's if you're asking the poor people. They probably ask the rich billionaires. They, yeah, it's 0.95 for the billionaires who live there. <laughs> well, that's all we care about. <laughs> oh. And if any billionaires out there are listening, you should take some of that money, just a really, really tiny amount of that money, and subscribe to Tennis Pod Plus. Because if you do that, you will listen to our newest bonus episode that just dropped last week. It's actually something that is not related to uh, high quality of life and long life expectancy because it's related to death. It's about the things in your house that are trying to murder you. Anna, things in your house right now, appliances, funguses, dryer lint, they all want you dead. And me and a true crime podcaster, Lindsay Valenti, we cover the top 10 ways that you can die in your own house. Top 10 ways that your household is trying to kill you. It's available right now for Tennis Pod Plus members. You can listen now at tennispod.com slash plus or on the Apple Podcast app. Comes with a seven-day free trial. You should go listen to it. Oh, exciting. Billionaires of Hong Kong and otherwise. I need more reasons to be scared in my own home. So I will be listening to that. Mm -hmm. You're scared to go to Chicago? Well, don't worry. I'm going to make you scared of your own home next. (laughs) It's like now you have to go to Chicago because your own home isn't safe. Yeah. I swear to God, I did that episode with Lindsay, uh, my sidekick host for that. And when, by the time the episode was over and we stopped hitting record, we both said, okay, we got to go check like 10 things in our house. <laughs> yeah, really. Ma- <laughs> got to go check all my appliances. Got to Like one of them was dryer lint. One of them was dryer lint. Oh, yeah. That's a huge, a huge yeah. problem. Yeah. I went and checked my dryer lint. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't care about that, though, because we care about Anna guessing something else in the top 10. What's the other China city you're missing? Oh, I can think of like landmarks, like people, like where's the Taj Mahal? What city is the Taj Mahal in? <laughs> that's not China. That would be, I, uh, know, I believe that's I... India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is that you it? do know. India is, I don't, I think it's Delhi, India. It might not be that, but that's number mm. 12 is Delhi, India. Okay. So not in the top 10. In fact, in the top 10, there are no cities these surprise me nothing from canada nothing from australia mm-hmm. nothing from africa nothing from germany nothing from russia russia doesn't surprise me uh i don't I, think that's a big tourist destination right now not in 2023 no no man. No, no but there's other like dictator controlled countries that are on here like uh turkey istanbul turkey is number 11 that's fair all right so i don't know the other china one it's uh shenzhen china number nine Never would have gotten it in a million years. You would have, in a million years, Anna, come on. Maybe like 500,000 years. Probably could have got it. <laughs> That's giving me a lot of credit. All right, Shenzhen, China, number nine. 12.6 million international visitors on average per year, but 23 million population in the metro. I think that might be number one on population on this list, I think. Um, it's located in the southern part of China and acts as a kind of bridge between mainland China and Hong Kong. Hong Kong's actually considered like its own, I don't want to call it a country, but it's like separate from China. It's a part of China, but it's separate as well. Anyway, Shenzhen is a bridge between it and mainland China. This area has seen human activity for more than 6,700 years. Modern Shenzhen, though, was established about 600 years ago, which is more than like any American city, for example. Oh, it's more than, and dude, <laughs> it's more than like Europe, and I think Europe is old. <laughs> Europe, well, Europe is old. America's so young. Really, in the grand scheme. Oh, we're babies. We are little babies. We're babies. Yes. Um, We'll see if we can make it. That's why we're so dumb. We're babies. We're just babies. Sorry. That's why Americans are dumb. Americans. It's funny how Americans, like, we became, like, the superpower country in the world in such a small amount of time, and then we... Wunderkind. I I don't know how we did that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how we did it. It's by fucking killing people in wars. Anyway, okay, so uh, (laughs) due to the city's wide renown as a leading global technology hub, Shenzhen is commonly known as China's Silicon Valley. It is the seventh most fortune global 500 headquarters of any city in the world, the fifth highest number of billionaires. Remember, Hong Kong was number two. Okay. And it has the second largest number of skyscrapers in the world. And Anna, you will be thrilled to know that it had the first McDonald's restaurant of any Chinese city opened in Shenzhen 
1990, Year of Our Lord. That is a claim to fame. Interesting. Yeah. So now... And now it's a skyscraper. Now there's just like 20 floors of McDonald's. Yeah. You can still get your chicken McNuggets even when you go to China. That's good. All right, let's do a quick recap. You're missing 10. Number nine is Shenzhen, China. Number eight is New York City. Seven is Paris, France. You're missing six, five, and four. Three is London. Two is Bangkok. And one is Hong Kong. And I'm going to help you out here because I'm going to try to inspire you now okay. with some listener feedback. I asked listeners, I asked my followers on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at the Nick Amell. I asked them, what is your number one bucket list city in the world? So maybe this will kind of spark some inspiration for you. Okay, okay. So uh, Lindsay, which is the true crime podcaster I did that bonus episode with, she said on Twitter that hers is Tokyo, which you already incorrectly guessed, and I think you Mm -hmm, thought was mm -hmm. a country at one point. Thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, a listener on Instagram from, he lives in Australia, he said, oh God, I might be butchering this name, Bucharest or Bucharest? Do you know uh-huh. this city? Yes. I mean, Where's that? I don't know where it is. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Thanks for nothing. I'm going to guess maybe Europe. You, he you're says the one that coffee. had these cities beforehand, dude. Shh. <laughs> but I thought you, for me. you have a master's degree and you're supposed to be smart and you're supposed to come here and you're supposed to be the smart one on the show. That's I why I bring other people on. about the brain that you wouldn't even know, but countries outside of my brain i don't know those brains came up with the names of those countries anna listen i have sidekicks on to be smart i'm the mean one that makes fun of people you are the one that comes and corrects me on my pronunciation well can i just come and be dumb but nice i'll be nice no no oh okay i'm fired all right my lawyers will get in touch let's finish this episode first though before you're fired um, Paul, okay. who wants to go to Bucharest, he says they have Dracula there and creepy castles. So I think that might be Europe. Next is Jay Hall on Twitter, who said, Reykjavik, I've dreamed of going to Iceland for decades because I'm fascinated by the culture and by the natural beauty of the country. Iceland. Have you been to Iceland, Anna? I've not, but I, I do think they have some pretty stuff. Pretty stuff. Yep. Irving on Instagram mentioned London, England. Your old pal Steve on Instagram, he mentioned Cairo, Egypt. They got a KFC oh, cool. by the pyramids, bruh, he said, <laughs> which is true. If you've ever seen like famous pictures of the pyramids, like if the camera were to shift like three inches to the left, you'd see a KFC in the background. Yeah, it's like I think people think of the pyramids as being very far away from like, like they're just kind of in the middle of the nowhere. They're like right up against Cairo. Yeah. See, you know stuff. You knew that. Sure. Is Cairo on the yeah. list? Nope. (laughs) Back to knowing nothing. (laughs) Shelly on Instagram says, Krakow, or is it Krakow? Krakow? K-R-A-K-O-W? Krakow? Do you know this? Krakow? Mm -hmm. Uh, She wants to go there for the medieval architecture. And then Kent on Instagram, I hope jokingly said Dallas, Texas. (laughs) As a, for his bucket list. <laughs> that depends on where he's from. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. from Austin. <laughs> Wasn't Dallas your first guess for like the not on the top 10 list today? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Can't go ahead and fucking unsubscribe from the show. Okay, so none of those are on the top 10. Okay. You just need three more and they were none of those that I just read. Actually need four more. Thanks for all the help then. Okay, listen, you're not going to get this one. I'm going to tell you. Number five, and again, I might be pronouncing this wrong. I apologize if so, but I'm going to say it how it's spelled, and that's Macau, or is it Macau? It's Chinese. It's M-A-C-A-U. Do you know this? No. M-A-C-A-U. Macau? Macau? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm a stupid American Oklahoman. It's Macau. M-A-C-A-U. It's number five. It's not part of China, but it's like a Chinese territory. 15 million international visitors. So you can go there to see the ruins of St. Paul. St. Paul's a good saint name, not like St. Dennis, the accountant (laughs) from... (laughs) (laughs) Cruel. (laughs) (laughs) The ruins of St. Paul are there. You can also see the Macau Tower, offering breathtaking views of the city. Uh, You can see the Amma Temple, one of the oldest and most revered Taoist temples in the world. 
Some other facts about the city is that uh, with a population, a permanent residency population of about 680,000, so really small. Wow, that's not a lot. it's only 12.7 square miles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's by far the smallest on this list. But because in such a small area, 12 square miles, it is the most densely populated region in the world. The colony was actually under Portuguese rule until 1999 when it was then transferred to China. So because of that, there's a huge mix of cultures between uh, Portuguese and Chinese cultures there. Oh, cool. It was originally a sparsely populated collection of coastal islands, but is now referred to as the Las Vegas of the East, and it has become a major resort city and a top destination for gambling. In fact, the gambling industry is seven times larger there than that of Las Vegas. <laughs> Whoa. Everyone thinks of Las Vegas as the gambling city, but it's actually Macau, China, seven times larger there. And it has a very high human development index, the fourth highest life expectancy in the world. So this seems like a sleeper city that we should all be visiting. I was going to say, I, I'm surprised I haven't even heard of this guy. Mm-hmm. Number five. Okay. Now you know for your next trip abroad. We're out of China now. Mm, you have... Two Asian cities and one Middle Eastern city. I think you could guess the Middle Eastern if you thought about it. Yeah, probably. Give me the country. Is that too much? United Arab Emirates. Didn't help me as much as I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's the Middle Eastern one? It's Dubai, number six. Oh, I probably could have gotten it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So number six, 15 million international visitors. It was established officially as modern day Dubai was established in the 19th century as a small fishing village, but it grew into a regional trading hub in the early 20th century and grew rapidly in the late 20th century and early 21st centuries with a focus on tourism and luxury. It has the second most five-star hotels of any city in the world, and it boasts the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa which is 828 meters or 2,700 feet tall. You should tell that to your kids. Next time they're like, oh, is that taller than the Eiffel Tower? You're like, that's not even, it's not even close to the tallest. Here's the I tallest. I fucking to you. I take these kids, I'd say, kids, we're going on a vacation. Pack your bags, grab your shit, grab your stuffy. <laughs> we're getting on a plane and we're going to Dubai. And they say, why? What's there? And I'll say, it's the tallest building in the world. They'll go, whoa. And we'll get there and they'll look up at it and be like, it's not that tall. It's not as tall as I thought. Is it as tall as the Eiffel Tower? Fucking <laughs> it, are you sure it's not as tall as... <laughs> I promise you that. Oh. Happened. All right. Well, there's other shit to do there too. And because of the touristic approach of many people in Dubai and the entrepreneurial sector and the high standard of living, Dubai's culture has gradually evolved towards one of luxury and lavishness with a high regard for leisure-related extravagance. Now that I have heard the name of the city, that, that does strike me as like, a, like that's one of those high-end destinations, Dubai, going to Dubai if you're yeah. really upscale. Yeah, and this will further solidify this, that fact. Annual entertainment events such as the Dubai Shopping Festival and the Dubai Summer Surprise attract over 4 million visitors from across the region and generate shopping revenue in excess of $2.7 billion. Wow. Last thing on Dubai is it's known for its nightlife. Clubs and bars are found mostly in hotels, though, because of liquor laws. And the New York Times described Dubai as, quote, the kind of city you might run into Michael Jordan at the Buddha bar or stumble across Naomi Campbell celebrating her birthday with a multi-day bash. So I guess it's a party oh, city. Oh, so it's a big celebrity destination. Okay, okay. Yeah. So naturally, I have a few houses there. Right. You're one of the, the billionaires that live in all these cities. You are on every single mm -hmm. list. Yes, because of listeners like you subscribing to Tennis Pod Plus at TennisPod.com <laughs> slash P-L-U-S. Your uh, funding okay, so... makes Dubai home. <laughs> One of many Dubai homes. <laughs> One of many. What's another Asian city? Okay, this is a city that's like also a country. It's like a city-state, they call it. it. Starts with an S. Shanghai? Sing... No. Sing... Singa... Singapore? Singapore. Good job, Anna. I'm impressed that you knew that all by yourself. It's number four. Singapore. Singapore is number Sing four. 
Sing me more about Singapore. Well, okay, I will. It's the number four city on this list with 16.6 million international visitors per year on average. And despite having a population of under 5.9 million people, which is small relative to this list, Singapore welcomes over 16 million visitors each year, three times the number of locals. So some top attractions there are the Gardens by the Bay, a stunning horticultural wonderland featuring futuristic super trees and flower domes. That sounds cool. Yeah. There's also the... uh, Yeah. Flower domes. I want to go to Singapore. Flower domes, super trees. Maybe if maybe if New York City stopped focusing so much on having 12 billion languages present, they could focus <laughs> instead on having flower domes. Yeah. Think about a dome over Central Park. That'd be cool. Yeah, you don't need so many languages. You just need super trees. Super trees? I don't even know. What the fuck is a super <laughs> what tree? What does that mean? What is a super tree? Just a big old tree. It's a really big tree. A single phylogenetic tree assembled from a combination of smaller phylogenetic genetic it trees. Is, it's like a Franken tree. Whoa. Yeah. They also have Sentosa Island, a resort island with theme parks and beaches and shit. And they have the Mer- Merleone, a mythical creature and national icon that spouts water from its mouth. I guess it's like a statue probably. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a real creature. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> lives there. I'd be there. okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> like the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Okay. So during World War II, Singapore was occupied by Japan in 1942, but returned to British control as a separate crown colony following Japan's surrender in 1945. Singapore gained self-governance in 1959 and in 1963 became part of the new federation of Malaysia. Malaysia, Anna. Malaysia. I want you to embed that word Malaysia into your brain because it might come back later on another guess, maybe. Malaysia. Okay. Got it. It's in my brain. Singapore has the second highest population density of any country in the world, although there are numerous green and recreational spaces as a result of urban planning. And speaking of languages, Singapore has four official ones, English, Malay, Mandarin, and Tamil. Wow. There you go, Singapore. I'm surprised how, how many languages or how many places English shows up in, but I guess that does kind of go back to the colonialism thing that we talked about earlier. So I read that English is the most spoken language in the world. But it's often a second language, though. It's not the most spoken first yeah. language. You know, right. Because people learn it in other countries. Huh. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing I hate about America, that there's not as much of a priority on learning the cultures and languages of other places. Right. Almost any other country in the world, they learn multiple languages throughout school. And Which is very good America, for brain development. Like, we should definitely yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. But America... It's been this propaganda throughout the last few hundred years that, like, number one, America's number one, and you don't need to know about anything else. They need to know about us. It's not important for us to learn about them. What's wild to me is it extends to when Americans go to other places. Like, okay, fine. If you want to be like, you're in America, speak American, that's fine. But people, like, go to other places and expect English to be spoken. I think that's why it has to be spoken so many places. A tourist goes there and they get frustrated that they can't read a menu because it's not in English. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's it's their culture. Just like if you, well, if a boomer was sitting in a restaurant in America and some foreign person came in that didn't speak English, that boomer would roll their eyes and be like, you're in America, bub, learn to speak American, which is fucking stupid. But um, that's why... Not, not all boomers. Hashtag not all boomers. My mom's a boomer. Be careful. Bonnie is a badass boomer, but she's a minority, I'd say. She's and a badass as far, At least the boomers in my life. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag badass boomer. <laughs> anyway, where were we going with that? Uh, <laughs> she's going to love that. She's going to want that on a t-shirt. You're going you're gonna to create a monster. I miss Bonnie. <laughs> I don't get my Bonnie fix anymore now that you guys are on break for the podcast. True. Yeah. I'm going to send her on here next time if you're going to ask me more geography shit. (laughs) Bonnie, slide into my DMs. I miss you. Okay. (laughs) You need number 10. And do you remember that word I kept saying over and over? Um, I wanted you to put it in your brain. Magical? Is it macaw? Is it Malaysia? You're starting to make me upset. It's Malaysia. (laughs) Number 10. Do you know of a city in Malaysia? Malaysia is the country. Do you know the city? Probably don't. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell (laughs) you. Okay. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing this. It is spelled Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Oh, it is okay. Number 10. I have vaguely heard that? heard that. Yes, sure. Kuala okay, Lumpur. you dumb American. Mm-hmm. 12 million international visitors, 7.6 million population in the metro. Uh, top attractions there are its uh, 
Well, it says thanks to its multicultural mix of Malay, Chinese, and Indian community, the city is home to mosques and temples that stand out from gleaming skyscrapers. I like that when cities have like this uh, modern futuristic skyscrapers mixed in with like really old historical yeah, structures and temples. Like old and architecture. Shit like that. that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that in Asia. Mm-hmm. This celebration of historical and modern also shows itself in the contrasting high fashion shopping malls and vibrant street markets. The city houses three of the world's top 10 largest shopping malls. Wow. Maybe, maybe wow. that's a Tennis Pod episode for the future. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they like to shop there. It was first developed around 1857 as a town serving the 10 mines of the region, but today it is the fastest growing city in Asia and the capital of Malaysia. And it has undergone rapid development in recent decades and is home to the tallest twin buildings in the world the Petronas Towers, which have since become an iconic symbol of Malaysian development. Remember, the tallest building is in, uh, where did I say that was? Was that Bangkok, maybe? Dubai? Macau? Uh, Whatever that one was. I can't find it right now, but yeah, uh, (laughs) one of these other cities had the tallest building, but this has the tallest twin tower. Two buildings. Okay. Yeah. So, Anna, we did it. Before I go back through the top 10, let me, I'm going to start back at number 20. Okay. Oh, okay. So some of these you didn't guess. Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Mm. Obviously, that's huge because Mecca, that's where all the Islamic people go. Yeah, you can have to do it. Sure. Okay, we got Taipei, Taiwan at 19. Pattaya, Thailand at 18. Tokyo, Japan at 17. Anna, where was your guess for Rome, Italy at number 16? I'm actually surprised that one was not on my top 10. I, I, later on top 10, I had that listed on my like go-to guesses. Mm-hmm. Rome is number one on my personal bucket list, and I'm planning to go in 2024. Ooh, so. exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Have you been? I have not. That, no, yeah, that's, okay. that's probably on my bucket list as well. Tell you what. Go in 2024, we'll meet up there at the Coliseum, we'll do a live podcast recording at the Coliseum. We'll fight to the death for the viewers' entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, I'll bring Dr. Buster, Brad Choma, no one will miss them, they can fight to the death there. Okay. You and I will do a live... Yes. Yeah, we'll do a commentary. Okay. We'll be the announcers. I like that better. All right. 15 was Fuck It, Thailand. (laughs) Spelled P-H-E-K-E-T. Fuck It, yep. 14, Mumbai, India. That might be where the Taj Mahal is. I don't know. 13 is Antalya, Turkey. 12 is Delhi, India. 11, Istanbul. So now let's go back to the top 10. You got the Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, the last one we talked about. Number 9 is Shenzhen, China. 8 is New York, New York. 7 is Paris, France. 6 is Dubai. 5 is Macau. I know I'm saying that wrong. I have to be. but. Macau. Four is Singapore. Three is London, England. Two is Bangkok, Thailand. And number one, Hong Kong. All right. Good job, Hong Kong. I am very surprised by how many of these cities have like a crazy amount more of like visitors than people who live there. That's wild to think about. What was that one? It was Macau, which is number five. Let me find it. They have a population. Less than a million, right? 680,000, but they have 15 million visitors per year. That's insane. Yeah. And that's the one that has uh, seven times the gambling industry size than even Las Vegas. So So of all these cities that we we talked about, what is the one that you're most intrigued by that you have not been to yet? I like the super trees and the flower domes. That sounds rad. I think I want to go there. Yeah. Where the fuck was that? Singapore? that's with Singapore, yes, at number four. Singapore, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm very interested in Singapore. And I want to go to Bangkok, Thailand, too, just so I can walk up to someone and say, Hi, <laughs> the I, and I'm thrilled to visit Krong Thien Pak, blah, 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 which translates to the City of Angels, Great City of Immortals, Magnificent City of the Nine Gems, Seat of the King, City of the Royal Palaces, Home of Gods Incarnate, erected by Vishkamakan at Indra's behest. You just like spend the entire plane trip like memorizing it so you can just do it off the dome. Yeah, off the dome. Listen to you. <laughs> I like the idea too of whenever you would normally use the word Bangkok, instead I say that. So it's right. always replaced. <laughs> so yeah. You just got to work it in. That's what she said. And Anna, speaking of that's what she said, again, you are she and you are here. And I thank you for being here. I hope everyone will go listen to Anna's podcast with her mom, Bonnie, badass boomer. 
Freudian Badass slips. boomer Bonnie. Anna, any uh, parting words for our listeners? Any uh, tourist advice? Any travel tips? Come on, give us something. Ooh, travel tips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do it, I guess. Wow. Like, I think travel is so important just for, yeah. I think even if you're not big international traveler, just go have experiences and do things. It's going to be stressful, but it's going to be worth it because it's very good for, like, opening your mind and expanding your mental portfolio. Absolutely. One reason that we like to travel with our kids so much is so that because we live in stupid-ass redneck Oklahoma, we like to get them outside and experience other cultures, bring some diversity to their life. So yeah, I think traveling is really brain. important. It doesn't have to be a big city. You can be scared of buildings like Anna and go somewhere else. There's plenty there are of lots places of places that don't have big buildings, I promise. Yeah, probably more so than the other way mm -hmm. around. All right. Well, she's Anna. I'm Nick. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to rate us five stars and leave a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. I would also love if you come back and listen to me again next week for episode number 235, which will be with my friend Stephen Clark. He'll be returning to the show with a list that I'll guess. Until then, what did we say at the beginning? You're not a, glo a globetrotter. You're a globetrotter. I invite you to globetrot along with me and Anna around the world. Thank you. Bye. Bye.